Hello and welcome to the Buzz Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Palmer, and here is what we have coming up on today's show. We speak to a woman from Dorset who is attempting to row across the Atlantic Ocean. A race called the world's toughest row across the, the mid-Atlantic from the west. It's 3,000 miles. We hear from the Dorchester town goalkeeper who's had surgery to turn his career around. After get a surgery, all within about 10 seconds, I knew of Christmas ruined, season's done. Literally just knew within about 10 seconds of doing it. And we have a roundup of all the local and national sport. But first, Bournemouth comprehensively beat Swansea in the FA Cup last night. A 5-0 win comfortably seeing them into the hat for the fifth round draw. I'm joined in the studio now by Ryan Scone, who was with me at the game last night. Ryan, what a performance it was from Bournemouth. Yeah, Iroil the side were brilliant. 3-0 up inside the first quarter of an hour, and then that was basically them out of sight. Two more goals at the end of the first half meant it was 5-0 going into the break. And that was their highest first half score ever, or I think joint highest, with the last game finishing 11-0. Um, the second half, not really a lot happened. They uh, Bournemouth sort of retained possession in Swansea's half, saw out the game. It was pretty good. I mean, five goals, five different goal scorers. Yeah, yeah, they, it was. I mean, it's very hard to single out any players that were particularly better than the rest. The whole team were brilliant, but I am going to do that. And David Brooks, he was captain last night. He's had a bit of criticism recently for some of his performances, but he was he was phenomenal on that right wing. Two assists and a goal, I believe. Yeah, it was one of his assists for me where he got the ball down the right, drove down, beat Bashir Humphreys really easily and then cut it back towards, I think it was Alex Scott who ended up scoring that one. But he was really good. And Alex Scott as well. I don't think he's had a bad game in a Bournemouth shirt yet, to be honest. And Andoni Iriola was full of praise for the youngster. I think he has been really good in the in the games he's played for us. Uh, we knew when we sent him he was going to be out for some time. But he has recovered really well. He's playing well and he's adding some offensive numbers that probably he, he didn't even make past season. You know, he was playing really well for Bristol, but probably he was not making the offensive numbers, the goals, the assists. And for us, he's, he's, he's taking them. He's uh, been very good in the also in the offensive set pieces for us. He's providing really good danger there. And uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, it was a, a brilliantly positive evening for Bournemouth. But of course, there's always something in football that goes wrong and last night it was an injury to yet another defender yet another defender that can play in the fullback position James Hill he limped off in the second half how big a blow is that for Bournemouth? Yeah it's absolutely devastating the only reason they brought James Hill back off loan from Blackburn was to help out with the injuries that they've been having in defence and now he's gone down injured as well and could be out for a few weeks um, I think towards the end of the window we'll see Bournemouth bring in one maybe even two defenders and Iroli seemed devastated that he was injured we have, we were, we had to think before this game, and now even, even worse. I think, uh, I think the only non-fullback injury we have is Tyler. I think the rest of the injuries we have is all uh, in the fullback positions. We've been without any specific left back for more than a month, and we are struggling in, in the other side. No, I think James. Hill was a very good addition for us with the problems we were having in the defensive side. I think he has started both games. He has done really well playing left back, uh, right back. is someone very valuable for a team because someone who can play all the four positions at the back for a team like us in the situation we are with the defenders was really valuable. But I think we're going to lose him for, for some weeks, yes. 
Yeah, if they can't get anyone in in the short term, it might mean that Anthony's forced to look at the development squad. We've seen Ben Greenwood on the bench a bit recently. And we saw Dominic Sadie make his FA Cup debut last night. He's been fantastic for the development squad recently. A couple of outrageously good performances recently. But it's nice to see him get some minutes. Yeah, if you remember the podcast on Tuesday, um, obviously the under-21s played on the Monday. They beat Wolves 5-1. Dominic Sadie scored two absolute screamers in that and was arguably man of the match. Um, yesterday he didn't really get a chance to do a lot there was no added time and he came on with like seven minutes of the game left but Irola was happy for him that he uh, managed to make his first team debut or not his first team debut but that's what Irola called it. Dom Seidi has helped us during all the season he was with us in even from Marbella in the pre-season he played some friendly games he's been playing really well for the development squad he scored two goals the other day he's been good in the in the trainings and I'm happy that he he made his debut and uh, I think he will never uh, forget this day and also Galvin Kilkenny he had some first minutes of the season I think someone that trains really well pushed me very difficult every time the decision to leave him out and I think he deserved these minutes and I think he has done also really well um there's some cracking FA Cup ties tonight though yeah, Chelsea-Aston Villa is a good one, not being shown in the UK though. Um, Tottenham versus Manchester City is tonight. And locally Sunday, Southampton will go to Vicarage Road where they play Watford. And the draw is Sunday, uh, just ahead of the Liverpool-Norwich game at 2.30pm. Bournemouth are two games away from Wembley. I mean, it's not impossible, is it? You, If they get a couple of easy draws, maybe Newport beat Man United and they get Newport, who knows? Um, yeah, Anthony could be very much lining up at Wembley in May. Now we go to Charlie Rutter, who has an exclusive interview with a Dorset resident who will attempt to row across the Atlantic this year. 3,000 miles across water in a rowing boat isn't a challenge everyone will take on in their lives. But Julie Edicott is a Dorset resident who, along with her team of four, has decided to take on this challenge. I spoke to her to find out what this entails. There is a race called the, the World's Toughest Row, uh, run by a company called Atlantic Campaigns. And it's a race from Lagomera, which is a small island off of Tenerife in the Canary Islands, to uh, Antigua, English Harbour. It goes across the, the mid-Atlantic from um, east to west. It's 3,000 miles from start to finish. Every physical sport or challenge requires training. But how does that change when you're planning to take on an extreme challenge across open waters? I don't think you can ever really prepare for what's ahead. So the mental preparation is is probably the hardest bit, really. Um, so I listen to, we all listen to lots of podcasts. We listen to previous rowers. We have monthly Zoom meetings with the safety officers. I wondered what motivated a team with an average age in their 40s to do the race at this point in their life. My trigger points were definitely my children being old enough to look after themselves being quite comfortable in a work position. And and also, I, I've been watching this from afar. And then I... But what are the dangers that this team will encounter between setting off and reaching the finish line? Seasickness, you know, you may pick up an infection, you may get sores, you know, you, you've got, got wildlife to deal with. And then obviously you've got the fatigue and the general tiredness, food management, making your own water. And just, I think... The biggest challenge, I think, is just getting used to day-to-day -day life. Entering a race like this makes finishing the first priority. But would you still want to push on and look to achieve a fast time? We've all learnt something about each other and we've all learnt that we're quite competitive. 
So we may end up starting to get a bit competitive. So we're on the fence at the moment as to whether we're going to go competitive or just do it as as an adventure challenge. That's all from me. Back to you, Dan. Fingers crossed everything goes well for her. Next up, Harry Slynn has been speaking to Dorchester Town goalkeeper Adam Forster, who has faced a challenging period in his career. Dorchester Town goalkeeper Adam Forster has finally had his operation to permanently repair his reoccurring dislocated shoulder. He spoke to Buzz News on life post-surgery. It's really tough to be fair. I haven't, I mean, I haven't left the house a week because I can't drive and I kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Hard to even like do simple things like shower and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Um, only good thing is I still get to obviously watch the boys um, on Saturday, which is good. So uh, go down with my dad. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty frustrating not be able to do just the simple things, let alone uh, play football anymore. So yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, Luckily, I've got a uh, good uh, family and friends around me to help me do things. But, um, yeah, it's definitely been not been easy. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's getting through it now. And to get the stitches out next week. So it's kind of just little milestones you've got to kind of look forward to each, uh, every few weeks sort of thing. Has this um, reoccurring injury affected you from progressing higher in the Football League? Well, yeah, so my story is a bit different to other people because I did, I, I've kind of just got back from America. I was over America for two years playing and doing my master's degree. So I did my first one about 18 months, well, I had my first surgery about 18 months ago and it's been completely fine um, since then. And then obviously this has happened now. It's definitely the whole progression because, you know, I feel like I was getting into the swing of things really well. Dorchester played, you know, 15 games or so and we were doing well and I thought I was playing well and now I'm out for the season and I've kind of got to start again, you know, next pre-season. So it's definitely holding my progression for sure. But um, it's just something, this is one of those things in football you've got to deal with. So from a financial standpoint, obviously you're not playing now and you're not getting extra income. Does that, does that affect your family in any way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, so I've had to take out um, a personal loan for the surgery of £8,000 anyway. And then obviously, if not getting the football income, and I'm just about actually moving out next week. So it's not great timing, to be honest. It could be, I mean, it's, I'm lucky in the fact that I can still work my, my day job, but obviously that extra income on the side definitely does affect um, that, especially with getting the loan as well on top of that that I have to pay back. So yeah, that's definitely a factor. Thanks, Harry. Now Sam Smart has your roundup of all the local and national sport. Thanks, Dan. First in non-league football, Weymouth are away to Dartford in the National League South this weekend, and in the Southern Premier League South, Paul Town are away to Tiverton Town. The Dolphins could move into the playoff places if they win their games in hand. And Dorchester Town hosts Plymouth Parkway. The home side currently sit one spot above the relegation places and will be looking for a win against an informed side who are unbeaten in 11. Bournemouth boxer Chris Billum-Smith made a visit to Wimborne Town FC yesterday as their guest of honour. He spoke about the possibilities of his next fight. Um, potentially in April uh, yeah. against Richard Riakor, the yeah. man to have a split decision win over me. Um, I'm not sure that that'll probably be the next fight, um, but aware yet, it might be in London, it might be down here. Jurgen Klopp has shocked the footballing world by announcing that he will leave Liverpool at the end of the season. The 56-year-old has won a Champions League and Premier League title with the club, but says he is too tired to continue beyond this season. It is that I'm, what can I say, that I'm running out of energy. I have no problem now, obviously, I think I, I know it already for, for longer, uh, that I will have to announce that at one point. West Ham United have confirmed the signing of Calvin Phillips on loan from Manchester City for the rest of the season. The England midfielder has struggled for game time at City, but will hope to find consistent form with the Hammers. 
England's tough start to their test series in Hyderabad continues as India finished day two 421 for seven, having bowled England out for 246 yesterday. India lead by 175 runs going into day three. Daniil Medvedev will face Yannick Sinner in the final of the Australian Open. Sinner beat Novak Djokovic in the semi-final, but said he was grateful to have played against such a great player. It's always nice to, to have a, this kind of player where you can learn from. Um, uh, I, I lost um, last year in, in the semis in Wimbledon, so I, I think I, I learned a lot from that and, you know, it's, it's all part of the process. Back to you, Dan. As it's the last podcast of the week, it is now time for a special segment. I'm joined in the studio by Ollie, Sam and Ryan. Have you three been paying attention over the last three weeks? Yep. Yeah, loads. Yes, I have. Good, because it is time for a quiz. There are five questions. The winner of the quiz gets a prize, which we will determine later. Um, you're all going to buzz in at some point. You need to say your name. Whoever gets there first, does that make sense? I'm going to say a question. Say your name out loud. That's your buzzer. Whoever buzzes in first gets the chance to answer. Question one. Bournemouth played Liverpool last weekend, but which two players scored for Liverpool? Sam. Oh, Sam's in. Uh, Nunez and Jota. That is correct. It's a point to Sam. This is a five-question quiz, by the way. Which famous London sports venue did Ronnie O'Sullivan call disgusting and dirty? Ali Pally. Oh, that is correct from Ryan there. Point to Ryan. Which rugby player announced he was making a switch to pursue a career in American football? Yeah, Lewis Rees-Zammett. Oh, Sam's there. I reckon I buzzed him first there. (laughs) I'm not so sure, Ryan. Bournemouth boxer Chris Billum-Smith's next fight was announced last week, but who will he be fighting? Richard Riakpour. Oh, it's correct. Ollie's on. Ollie's on the on the on the board. I'm losing. With one question left, Sam's on two, Ryan's on one, Ollie's on one. Who beat Novak Djokovic earlier today yep. to reach their first Grand Slam final? Sinner. First name? Ricardo. That is incorrect. I'm afraid. If anyone can get his first name, you can steal the point. I don't know his first name. I've literally written this on my script. <laughs> Pass. Oh, yeah. Ollie, uh, no. 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 Dave. Uh, I got the surname. Yeah, you can have. Do you know, I'll give you. Since no one else knew, I'll give you Sinner. I'll give you Sinner because no one else oh, knew. Hold on. So, Ryan, you are just uh. completely out of this one, I'm afraid. Right. Okay. We, we need a tiebreak question now because Ollie's on two and Sam is also on two. So, the tiebreak question is How many games has Dominic Solanke played for Bournemouth? Oh, Closest my. will win. Four. Whatever. Yeah. How many games has Solanke played for Bournemouth? The closest will win. Do we have to say it at the same time or? Yeah, go on. You have to say okay. it at the same time, well, right? Say it, I'll okay. say it on no, three. I'll okay. count you down. Okay. okay. Say it after three. Ni- no, say it at different times because it'll be a nightmare audio-wise otherwise. Well, then I can just go one above Sam and then... Game yeah. to game. Yeah, okay. No, say it at the same time. Three, two, one. 96. I can reveal that Dominic Solanke has played 198 games 198? for AFC Bournemouth. <laughs> Ollie is so much closer. Hey. We'll figure out a prize. Well done, Ollie. Well done, Ollie. That is all we have got time for on the podcast today. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.